1: honor this guy if he opens his mouth you need to look inside to see if his tongue is notarized because he does not tell
2: you the truth this is the plaintiff stan lee Sims, senior he says he hired the defendant to design a logo and website for his nonprofit organization that empowers minorities to work together. The defendant got in over his head. He never received what he paid for, and this guy has a lot of talk in him and no walk. He's suing for the $2,716.72 he's owed. This is the defendant, Brian. He says he doesn't owe the plaintiff anything because he designed his logo but had trouble moving forward with the website because the plaintiff never provided him with written approval. He thinks the guy's technologically challenged, and he's sorry, but he deserves every penny he was paid. He's accused of not getting it done. The defendant has bought a countersuit for $1,250 for the balance owed on the contract. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome.
3: Okay, Mr. Sims, you are Executive Director of Helping Entrepreneurs Leverage Prosperity, otherwise known as HELP, right? Yes, ma'am. Tell me what your organization does.
1: Um, I am deliciously proud. Um, We founded this um, organization called HELP, um, helping um, communities of color navigate through this pandemic. Also, also through a lot of social issues. It was very paramount for me to develop a website because I, working with the family of the George Floyd, um, Trayvon Martin, so many of our social justice issues, I needed a website in order to get our message out there. And the the defendant is right, I am technology challenged. I couldn't, ne- Contacted him in February of 1st, explained my situation to him, Your Honor. Um, this gentleman is quite talented. It's just get him to do what he talked about was just something I was not successful in doing. Now you have, met him. You,
3: at, you met with him and you, um, for $1,250, that was the deposit, right?
1: Yes, ma'am.
3: Um, he was going to create a logo. Create a, a website and do business cards, is that right?
1: Yes, ma'am. He he told me the twenty five hundred dollars, told me about his system. During that conversation, I, I reiterated, I said, now you know I'm not technology smart. My kids have to help me put contacts in my iPhone.
3: Well, contacts in your iPhone. I thought he was going to say in his eyes. Um, so, I, yeah, I get that. But if it weren't for, for folks who aren't technology savvy, there wouldn't be a job for the defendant. So I presume that that is a happy effect. I'm looking for a contract. Is there a written contract or an email that encapsulates what the business proposition between you guys was?
4: Yes, Your Honor. There is a contract um, that was submitted to evidence.
3: And what that is supposed to include is what I'm seeing here, correct? That's yes, correct. ma'am. Okay. So That's what correct. went wrong, Mr. Sims?
1: What went wrong is once he got my money, it was hard to get in touch with him to get a product. Okay. Finally, after several months, he sent me the sample, which is in there, of there. He kept uh, Mr. Bryan as a good heart. He, he works in our community. Uh, he said he had some issues with his children. I kept taking the excuses, the excuses, but then I kept seeing other people weren't getting done. I even went to an event that Mr. Bryan does every Wednesday here, you know, to ask him, hey, where am I on the list? These are the type of strategies I have to do in order to get an answer from him. Not that it's a truthful one, Your Honor. This guy if he opens his mouth you need to look inside to see if his tongue is notarized because he does not tell you the truth and so i went out that if you look in your evidence you'll see a zoom meeting that we had there in september okay when did you give him the money
3: when did you give him the deposit
1: in april i gave him the 1250 and i had paid him for everything he needed to produce not just the cards, because you're on... Right, but you have to pick a... the
3: logo before you can do that. Did you pick a logo?
1: After his staff finally sent me a draft, I gave them the feedback, and I never heard anything else from them. Never seen any more work product. He what was the nippy. feedback you gave him? If you look at those lo- logos, none of those had an urban or a social justice feel to them. I told him, I'd like, maybe try Black Fist or... Something to that's the right. feedback that I got. Did it? Did and you I ever see logos?
3: You never saw logos with the black fist.
1: Your Honor, the only work product I received from the defendant is those samples which I rejected. Without I got, the fist, right? They okay. none had the urban field All right. So,
3: Mr. Bryan, and what I is, have hold, on, Mr. Simmons, hold on, Mr. Sims, hold on, Mr. brian what is your response to what he just said?
4: What he said is is very untrue. Um, and first, I would like to also clarify that Mr. Sims paid a deposit on April 19th. He also say, uh, signed the contract and agreed to the payment terms and schedule, which required that he made payments every two weeks after executing the contract, which he failed to do. The only payment that we received was his depo- deposit. Okay. We also sent so one- Mr.
3: Sims, he's correct. I see in the contract that there's a deposit, and then every two weeks you're supposed to be paying $300. And the reason you didn't is what?
1: is the reason I didn't, Your Honor, is because he wasn't staying online with the contract, okay. with the work production. True. And then also, Your Honor, uh, I sent you iMessages where he was getting flippant with me with saying, well, I'll just charge you $400 for the three samples. And also, Your Honor, let me also show I'm, that I'm I trying to, to
3: understand something. There is an email to you on June 7th with revised logos with the fists. Right,
1: Your Honor, when he sent this to me, he knew it You never it saw this, right. though,
3: because I asked you if you ever saw anything with fists, and your answer was no. You never right. saw what I'm looking at. And this is an email well, that was sent to you in June. So this isn't a matter of being technologically not super savvy. This is a matter of not reading your emails. Um, well,
1: Your Honor, let me explain something. hmm I saw these logos from the conference that we had with his staff and gave him feedback. When did you have
3: the conference with the staff?
4: Um,
3: Might you know, Mr. Bryan, when that was?
4: Um, I believe so. To give you a more accurate timeline, uh, Mr. Sims made his payment on April 17th, and on April 19th, he executed the contract, thus agreeing to the terms. The following day, I sent him an email to kick off his project. I sent him a meeting link to schedule a time to meet with us. That is also submitted in evidence. And Mr. Did Sims he respond me to was, your
3: meeting link?
4: He did not. Yes, he, I did, he, Your he
1: Honor. How did you, you respond?
3: Hold on one second. How did you respond to the meeting link, Mr. Sims?
1: Um, your Honor, I like I said, I'm not. He has it where you have to go into the software. I call Brian.
3: No, you don't have to You're go into saying. the software. All you have to do is click on it, and then it gives you some available dates. But he doesn't no, work my, that Your way. Honor, He's old school, and right. you knew he was old school, <laughs> Mr. Brian. So he picks exactly. up the phone and calls and so, you, and then what happens? Mr. Brian?
4: And um, I, I, he told me that he was technology challenged, and I said, okay, I'll work with you as best as I can. Okay. And so I scheduled a time to meet with him on April 28th in person. Okay. Mr. Sims claimed that we didn't have contact for several months. We met. I emailed him the next day, and we met the following week.
3: Is that accurate, that Mr. Sims? Ma'am. Yes or no? Is I've, it accurate? On, no, ma'am. You never met with him on April 28th?
4: I met with him.
1: Okay. That's the day so I it called Brian. so it is accurate. Brian. All
3: right. Mr. Brian, go on. What happened after April 28th, so I can figure out where things went wrong here?
4: After um, we met on April 28th, I connected Mr. Sims with our graphic designer, because I, as the CEO, don't design every project. Um, He spoke with the graphic designer. He submitted a form for logo consultation, which is also submitted in evidence. Um, The same day, I helped him go through it. And in it, he specified his preferences as far as the colors, the shapes, the text, and the objects.
3: Okay. So, now, you guys do a logo. The first logo that you email him goes out when?
4: It goes out on May 19th.
3: Okay. He doesn't like those. He feels like he wants a more urban feel. He responds to you, but does he doesn't do, do the responses in writing. He calls and says those things, correct or no?
4: Yes, Your Honor.
3: All right. And then um, your graphics people work on it again, and they send him a logo on June 7th, a couple of weeks later, correct? Yes, Your Honor. He never sees that or he never responds to it?
4: He, ne- he does not respond to it.
3: Now, according to him... It wasn't until after that that you had another meeting and that he sees the fists for the first time. Do you know when that meeting was? It would be a date after June 7th.
4: We did not have another meeting after that. Okay. Our designer texted him three logo options, technically four, on When June did 10th. your
3: designer text the logos?
4: June 10th. And on June 15th, Mr. Sams requested a phone call via text message. Because he, he never called me. Hold on. I he know, Mr. Sims,
3: because you want to do things the old way and they want to do things the <laughs> new way. They don't want to do things through phone calls because then it becomes he said, he said. They want to do things in writing. Please give me a call when you can. And then you say, I will call you tomorrow. But then do you call him tomorrow? Or? No,
4: I called him and it was then that he had expressed to me that um, he was leaning toward Logo B and I requested that he send me written approval so that we can move forward.
3: Yeah. Now, did he? Right. See, that's why they want it in writing, because you (laughs) shake your head when he says he did something and he shakes his head when you say I said something on the phone. That's why things have to be in email or text so that there are no problems. So in any event, you say no, hold on. What communication do you two have that I can see in proof in writing between August 12th and September 2nd? There was supposed to be a meeting on September 2nd. Is that correct, Mr. O'Brien?
4: My assistant had contacted Mr. Sims to schedule a meeting with him because I was sick uh, the month prior and we had a couple COVID cases internally. So that was my soonest availability. And she scheduled the meeting with him on September 2nd. On that day, um, Mr. Sims sent me a message at six in the morning um, asking me to give him a call. And it was too early. I was getting my kids ready for school. And I said, why do you need to reschedule? And he replied, yes.
3: Is that accurate, Mr. Sims?
1: He canceled. Okay. I said okay, because I'm slammed too. Okay,
3: let's see the text so we can see who's closer to the truth here. I see the please give me a call at six forty nine.
4: And if you scroll down, you'll see the rest of the email thread.
3: You say good morning. Okay, do you need to reschedule? And he says yes. That's you rescheduling.
1: Right, Your Honor, because he told me about the situation. Okay, in his house.
3: what would be a better day? No, but that's you. But that's not true. I'm looking at it. You're calling him. He says, What do you need? Do you need to reschedule? You say, Yes. He says, Okay, what's a better day for you? See, that doesn't sound like somebody who's not doing their but, job. Your Honor. Look,
1: I'm, be- I'm trying to work with him.
3: You're trying to work with him. But. It sounds like he's trying to work with you. You keep talking you keep complaining that he's not working with you. You canceled September 2nd on September 1st. You say give me a call. He says what for? Do you need to reschedule? You say yes. That's you rescheduling. And then he says... Okay, Your Honor, okay, would you look at the Zoom Okay, what day would in? be better for you? Right, but do you see how that changed the entire character of your complaints? Your complaints are, he's not working with me, he's delaying, he's... But this is your rescheduling. Your complaints are, they never did another logo... But then we see that there's a September 7th text and email where they did the logo with the fist. Because I specifically asked you in the beginning of this trial whether you ever saw a logo with fists and your response to me was never. Now all of a sudden you saw it at a meeting. Okay, hopefully you did see it at a meeting.
1: Um, Your Honor, I've also been reaching out to Brian trying to follow up to let's move this along. Okay. I even showed up to a, a, a function that I knew he was at and I was brushed off. Okay. So it's, I, How were you brushed
3: off? How were you brushed off?
1: He told me he came outside. He said, "Come talk. Come, let me talk to you outside," because he thought I was going to get eccentric inside. He said, "Come here." He said, "I promise you. He said, I'm. I'm going to call you. I'm going to work this out. This, that, any other." And even now, Your Honor, it, this is so simple, but he is not being pro. And and in the day I met with him, Your Honor, I told him, I said, Brian. I'm not good with technology. I'm on, you're going to have to hold me by the hand. No problem, Mr. Sin.
3: There's all no technology these- problem here. There's zero technology problem. The only technology problem is you didn't read your emails. That's not a technology problem.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
3: Is this relationship just over? You don't want to work with each other and just like do something, judge, and just let's move on from here or do you think that you can salvage this and work with each other
1: your honor i admire this young man i didn't meet this young man in a walmart parking lot or an alley i met this young man fighting for black kids in our community he adopts kids i have the great i spend my life building black people up and Was hard for me to do this to him. Okay. And so I admire what he does, but I had government money and I have a board I have to report to. And so.
3: Why didn't you answer his email? Me? Yeah.
1: Because I'm old school, Your Honor. I see the email, I pick up my phone. (laughs) I I get upset with my kids because when I call them, they want to text you, or they tell me to text them. I don't do
5: texts.
1: Up that phone. And they say, Dad, I text you. I, you don't text me. Call me. You know? My, I, I wear glasses. I have blood pressure problems. Do you know my fingers are thumb? I got to sit. That's a lot of energy.
3: All right, look, I
1: want to I love know, this guy, and if, I, if if we can move forward, I don't have a problem. I'm I wanna, not... I don't hold you feet.
3: I want so badly to have one case in my day, Mr. Bryan, where we can see something good happen. Can you do that for me? Can you figure out a way to work with him?
4: <laughs> Absolutely, Your Honor. I do have respect for Mr. Sims, and I love and I believe in what he's doing, and I want to be a part of it in every way. Um, unfortunately, I got to be honest that I do have to... Have um, some some sort of compensation from the payments that were missed, right. um, but yes, I do want to continue to work.
3: Um, so perhaps if your side, Mister Brian, could just schedule a, s- something he can bite off and chew. Like, what's your preferred method of communication through computers? Is it FaceTime or Zoom, Mister Sims?
1: I can do Zoom.
3: You can do Zoom. So if he yeah, sends I
1: had the you- pandemic. Require me to learn. Zoom. Right,
3: right. Well, you know. <laughs> all right. So if so, if he sends you a Zoom link, you'll be able to click on it and have that meeting like soon. Right, right. We yeah. can do that. Right. Okay. You need. And now I understand what he's saying. He has a counterclaim against you for the other payments that have all been missed, and I understand why you haven't paid him. But I'd like to resolve this as follows: on your claim against him. I'm going to dismiss your lawsuit with the ability for you to bring it up again if there is a problem in the future, but with the understanding that we're going to resolve things with a new format, and that is schedule the appointment with him on the phone. And then he picks a date, and then you can send him an email. That way you're covered. Anything that happens on the phone, cover yourself, Mr. Bryan, and send him an email saying, I am confirming that blah, blah, blah. If he doesn't respond to your email, that's on him. Yes, Your Honor. So that's how you cover yourself with an old schooler, okay? Then you have your meeting, and you pick your logo, and you move on with the other stuff. You need to understand, Mr. Sims, when you have a problem, you can't just keep sending texts and emails saying, call me. That's not how they roll, and they don't have to roll your way. Just because you're technologically not advanced doesn't mean they have to call you, okay? So if you have a problem, spell out your problem in an email. That way there's a record of it. Do you understand that, Mr. Sims? Yes, ma'am. Okay, now... The payments that he's behind total what, $1,250? Yes, Your Honor. All right, I am gonna order your recovery on your counterclaim of the 1250 because the payment schedule is not contingent on progress. Some contracts will say, well, if there's progress, then you pay me. Other contracts say, this is how you're going to pay me, and I don't find the progress or lack thereof to be your fault, Mr. Brian. I'm not finding it to your, be your fault, and therefore, I, and I'm not finding it to be anybody's fault because I don't have to. <laughs> I would prefer to hug you two, kumbaya, and get you guys doing what you need to do out there. So... I am going to order on the counterclaim that the 1,250 be paid for anything going forward, uh, and that will bring him completely paid on this project. Correct, Mr. Bryan?
4: That's correct, Your Honor.
3: All right. So now he's a paying customer because he's going to pay that. So now we're going to get this thing done, right? Absolutely. And, and now, Mr. Sims, you're going to check your emails, right? And not constantly demand people call you, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Okay. Show me some love. I'm not seeing the love. That's my ruling and I think it's going to work out for everybody. Good luck, gentlemen.
6: Boom chocolate. Well, the judge has worked out an agreement here between these two parties. Let me talk to Mr. Sims and Mr. Sims, you are going to go ahead and pay the uh, the defendant the $1250, right? That makes you a paying customer on his schedule. That's that,
1: right. This that's man's judge... got a lot of kids. He's a good man. I just need to get an understanding that I'm going to get my website. It's, it's not nothing personal. It's business.
6: All right. Now, Brian, you, you satisfied yes. with this? Uh,
1: yes, sir. Okay.
6: And he said some really off, awfully nice things about you. You should feel very good.
4: I do. It's affirming, and I'm glad that we're able to work something
6: out so that we can continue doing the good work All right. Well, good enough. Well, the judge worked hard to get this worked out. And good for her. And good for you guys. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, good luck to you guys. Okay.
7: Harvey? So, Doug, just real quick, when the judge talks about dismissing without prejudice, that means that you can refile the lawsuit if the facts warrant and you play it out the way the judge mentioned, uh, but you still have to do it within the statute of limitations.
3: What are the three things you value the most in a person?
5: Ooh, well, you, you know the most important thing to me is a sense of humor. <laughs> right Right from the get-go. Because if you can't laugh at yourself and you know, the other people around you and the things that are going on. In this, and your
3: wife. In if this you can't absurd, laugh at your wife. <laughs> yes, in this absurd
5: life that we live. Yeah. yeah I mean, what, what the hell good is it, right? Yeah. So that would be probably number one on the list. Number two, I'm going to say uh, loyalty and just being faithful to your friends and your family. What could be more important than that, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, number three, I'll say humility. Yeah. Okay. I,
3: got, I could call People all three to, that you know, were gonna say.
5: I just, they, you know, we, we have to always remember that in the, in the overall scheme of things in this crazy world, we're all kind of small. We're, we're, not, <laughs> we're not quite as important as we all think we are. We like to think we are. And you know, uh, what about you? Same. Same. You're going to stick with
3: that? Yeah, I don't think I can perfect on it. I'm just going to let that one go with your answers, because I think that that's... Well,
5: thank God for sense of humor. True. (laughs)
2: This is the plaintiff, Terry Brown. She says she hired the defendant to re-stain her hardwood floors. And the man did such a horrible job it was declared a disaster by another floor guy. Bottom line, the defendant doesn't know what he's doing. He should be ashamed of himself for claiming he's a professional floor person. And she's here suing him for the $981.52 she's now owed. This is the defendant, Todd Hall. He says he should never have taken this job because the plaintiff's boyfriend is a hostile person who ended up threatening him. And he was like, see you later because he doesn't work like that. Oh, or a refund when he was 95% done with the job. Ha! He's a care is staining a relationship. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $1,130 for the balance owed on the job.
7: All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. next case on the docket. The plaintiff says she made a huge mistake hiring the defendant to restain her floors because the guy's a hack and didn't know what he was doing. But the defendant says he never should have taken the job in the first place because the plaintiff is a hostile woman who threatened him. It's the case of from stain to disdain. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome.
3: Okay, Ms. Brown, you're suing Mr. Hall for the return of your security deposit plus damages that he, according to you, he did to your floors when you'd hired him to uh, sand stain and refinish, I guess, entirely your floors. How did you learn about the existence of the defendant?
8: Um, a friend of mine is friends with him, and she said he did a great job um, for her floors. He had, you, two, had you had uh, you actually
3: her- seen her floors? Um, pictures of them. And they looked good? They did. Okay. So you hire him and what happens? You agree on a price of what? Um, it was $1,800. Okay. Roughly. 1770 And what happens? Um, so
8: he did show up on time to collect his, the $800. Um, and he was supposed to start the job on Wednesday. He didn't show up and he didn't call or te- text and so my boyfriend had to leave, and so my neighbor was keeping an eye on the house to let him in, and she texted me and said, he's not here. So at 1 o'clock, I had texted him and asked him where he was, and he said he was missing a part or a part broke with his machine, and that he had found the part, and that he would
3: he would be right over. Okay. Did he come over that day? He did at 2 o'clock. Okay. All right. And then how many days did he take working on it? So, okay, he worked Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. All right. And And according to you, he was late every day? Every day. And by late, we're not talking about one hour or two hours. We're talking about no phone call, no warning, and late. Correct. All right. And then what happens on day three? On Friday, he had done um, some staining,
8: and he was leaving for lunch. And I said, how's it going? And he said he had done one of the bedrooms. And, and he said, I spilled something. I said, no one spilled anything. I don't know what you're, I thought he was joking. Hey, wait, he told you
3: that you he, had spilled something?
8: Correct. Okay. Or that somebody spilled something. Okay. I said, nobody's been up there. Okay. And so, so he left for lunch and I went back to, uh, I went upstairs to see what he was talking about. And that's one of the pictures that you have in it. And it is spotty. So we came back. I said nobody spilt anything anywhere. I don't. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. There's. There's no way anybody was up there. And he, so he said he had to fix that. So I guess sand it.
3: Okay. So,
8: on Friday I had texted him and said, and because I had se- could only see the stairs and I couldn't go up the stairs. I said,
3: What am Hi. I looking at here? These are the stairs. Yes. Stair.
8: Correct. I said this looks like. disaster they're all blotchy and you didn't even finish with the stain you know under the under the stair tread and he said um, he said that he thought that that they came out really nice and that he would be there tomorrow just to fix a couple of the stairs so I couldn't see all of it because the stain was still wet until the next morning so on Saturday morning I went up the stairs and then saw all the stain where it wasn't sanded properly. There were swirl marks. The stain was dark on the perimeter of the floors and spotty. And there were screws still in the floors that we had discussed that he was going to take out. And so he said he would come there on Saturday morning and address the couple of stairs. And so when he came, and he didn't show up until two o'clock on Saturday, and He proceeded to give me a very hard time, and he was with his co-worker. He was telling me that, I said, Todd, you need to take a look at these floors. You know, they look terrible. I mean, the stairs were terrible. And then when I finally got to go upstairs, it it looked awful. And he said to me that he thought it turned out really nice and that you never know how old floors are going to take the stain. And I said, Could, does it have anything to do with the fact that possibly you didn't um, sand them properly and, you, and so it didn't take the stain properly? They look terrible. That's not-
3: And what did he cured. say?
8: He said he thought that they looked good and he said, all I have to do is polyurethane them. I said, you can't polyurethane
3: until they're fixed. Okay, let me you hear from you, Mr. Hall. Let me hear from you.
9: Um, I didn't tell her they looked perfect. I actually pointed the spots out in the hallway that um, when you're using a dark stain, you can't see sanding marks sometimes until after you put the stain down. So Therefore, it requires touch-up. And I explained that to her. And um, I actually pointed out more spots to her than she had pointed out to me and told her that I would fix them. Also, on the stairs, um, I told her there was a couple of stairs that didn't look so good. And they needed to be addressing. And I told her I would address it. She and, says and you were there to polyurethane
3: started, that day.
9: I was, I, yes, because I was ready to polyurethane. And I How you me, are you ready, I, ready I to doing,
3: polyurethane with the pictures that I'm showing? You, can you see the pictures I have up on the screen?
9: It would have taken, taken me a couple hours to touch that up, and then I could have put polyurethane down that afternoon.
3: Well, I mean, if they're complaining about the steps, I wouldn't be putting polyurethane until they said, okay, yeah, that's acceptable. And you'd repaired all the things I'm looking at where there's blotching and marks. Where are the marks coming from? Is that from the sander?
9: Part of that is for the sanding, and you can't see it until after you put the polyurethane, or after you put the stain down, excuse me. Which I was going to fix all of that before I put poly down. I wasn't Well, I mean,
3: that was not the day for discussion of polyurethane if there's all these problems all over the place. And why was, why is there such a mess on the steps?
9: I had told her prior, when I started, before I even started, that all the baseboard and all the stairs were going to have to be painted prior to even starting the job. And she told me not to worry about the stairs because she was going to put tile on the back of the stairs.
3: Okay, can I ask and you I why there's no stain the- on the bottom of that bullnose there of the stairs? Why isn't why isn't that fully stained?
9: Obviously, I there was a piece of molding that was underneath there that had to come that came off. That's not
3: true because uh, I see. It, no, was- stop, stop, stop. That is not true. Okay, because there's splotches of stain. There's just not care. To stain it underneath, and plus this other molding goes all the way to that wood, so there was no molding there. So that's not obviously anything. And especially when I'm looking st- at a couple of pictures, there's another picture where the same thing was going on, where it was just carelessly done.
9: <sighs> Who I didn't was tell a- her I was done. Well, she didn't give me a chance to fix it. First of all,
3: that's okay. That's the rub, okay? Because you are you're supposed to have a chance to fix it. Now, according to you, he said this is as good as it's going to get right? Ms. Brown? Yes. Yes, you did. Ms. Brown, tell me how the conversation went on the day that you say he was there to polyurethane. Tell me exactly how the conversation went. So I met him outside
8: because I I said, you know, Todd, what's, what's going on? And he said he's going to polyurethane. And he started, um, he just was v- being very unkind to me. And my neighbor was sitting out on her lawn and could hear this conversation. How was he unkind? Um, he, he was like, you're being ridiculous. They turned out really nice and you're, you're being so picky. And I, so I said, let's go in the house. Let's look at, look at it. I want you to look at me and tell me that you truly believe that um, you did a really good job. I want to see your face looking at the floors and telling me that you honestly believe you did a professional job here and that you're proud of it. And what did he do? He said, these are old floors and you don't know how they're going to take the stain. Did
3: you say that to
9: her, Mr. Hall? I did. They are. When you have older floors and you sand them, you don't know how it's going to take the stain. Okay, well,
3: but I I guess we do know how it's going to take the stain because you have had the floors done, right, Ms. Ms. Brown? Yes. You've had them done by a different professional. And correct. you actually have pictures to show how this floor that he says can't get better than this actually could get better than this, correct? I didn't tell
9: her it could get better than that. I told her I was going to fix the spots. I never said it was going to get better than that. I've never said that, first of all, that it was, that's the best it's going to get.
3: Okay. So on the right would be the job that the defendant did, and on the left is the job that your new guy did, correct? Correct. What did he do? Did he sand everything down again? Yes. Yes. Yeah,
9: which I, which I offered okay all, to. no but mr was, mr. mr hall mr hall, the hall there's
3: no question pending for you Ms. brown what did the other guy do sand everything down again and restain Sand everything d- and restained yes sanded everything down
8: it took them five crew to do this and they
3: worked from 8 30 in the morning until five o'clock and how many days did it take them to do that Three complete days to... Okay. Um, so, Mr. Hall, to- when did you offer to redo three complete days? Because you told me you were ready to polyurethane because it would have taken nothing to correct the stains, but she just didn't give you a chance to... When did you offer to restain, sand everything again and restain everything again?
9: I offered to restain the. It was the hallway that needed to be resanded. The other bedrooms, there was nothing wrong with the other bedrooms. What was wrong with the other bedrooms, I had to fix the spots where if you look at those pictures, you can see there's wallpaper or paneling something, taking off the walls. They were upstairs working when after there was raw wood. So I had to go back and fix spots. You don't re- see a difference between your job and the, the other floor. person's job? Well, absolutely. And I said that needed to be fixed. I right, but you understand that guy that only got it
3: to look that way, not by being there for two hours. Ah, I just got to, I had a few things and then I was ready to polyurethane. No, that guy did it by stripping everything over and redoing your job. I mean, these are side-by-side comparisons of the job of the same wood. And according to the new guy who did this, the previous service was not performed correctly. The previous technician was ill-equipped or improperly trained. The floor had severe machine marks and swirl marks left behind by the edge sander, drum marks left behind by the belt sander, as well as uneven stain. The uneven stain further highlighted the poor sanding. I've spent the last two decades of my life growing our home service business. This type of work is a nightmare all customers fear in the scenario that makes our business so difficult. The notion that a professional would leave a floor in this condition is disgraceful. Um, that's the opinion of the new guy. What, what would you like to respond to that? Mr. Hall.
9: Um, it's his opinion. I mean, I've done this for 21 years myself. I've done this for a long time. Would you, would you would you happen sometimes sometimes
3: yeah would you say this is fixed, your best work
9: no not at all. I never said it was. Right. And, uh, it's it's I, I her only
3: it. house, though. It's the one she lives in, and she wants your best work. Every, everybody who hires you wants your best work. They don't want to have to hire somebody else and pay them a bunch of money to fix your job. I'm ruling in favor of the plaintiff and the amount that she's asking for, the $981.52. As for your counterclaim against her for the remaining balance, I am not going to order her to pay you because, obviously, I'm ordering you to refund her money. Clearly, the job you did was not up to par. So, $981.52 for Ms. Brown, and on your counterclaim, zero.
6: Planned to prevails she's going to get what she was seeking, $981 from the defendant. Mr. Hall, let me ask you, what are you thinking about what the judge just had to say?
9: She didn't give me a chance to fix it. It wasn't, obviously, its from the pictures, it wasn't my best work, but um, it, she didn't give me a chance to fix it. So well, you know... It's what it is now.
6: All right. He doesn't have much to say about that. Ms. Brown, how are you feeling now? You uh, number one, you satisfied with the floor job you have now? That that they're they're okay?
8: Love the floor job that I they did a wonderful job. The new. Yes.
6: Very good. Obviously they look pretty good. The pictures were very self-evident. Yes. Yeah, he really did not do a good job at all. No, you're going to get the $981 you're seeking.
8: Thank you.
7: So good for you. All right, Harvey. So, Doug, look, we have talked about this before. There are two ways to go in a case like this. One, you could bring in experts. Judge could look at documents and say, okay, I hear the experts, I realize the floors could have been done a certain way, they weren't done that way, so the plaintiff wins. That's one way. There's a better way. And the better way is simple, and we've talked about it before. You bring in pictures, you bring in video, you show the areas where the job was done poorly. There is nothing like visualizing it for the judge because an expert witness, especially if it's just a piece of paper, that is kind of hollow, can't be cross-examined. The picture brings the problems to life and that's how plaintiffs win their cases and when they don't bring them, that's how they lose them. The guy who sits near me in our office smells like B.O.
5: I complained to my boss about it, but he says he can't do anything and my coworker claims it's a medical condition that makes him smell. Can I sue?
3: Can you sue who? Like, who do you want to sue over (laughs) VO? Well,
5: I'm I'm assuming, let's say, suing the company for a uh, hostile work environment. Oh, my goodness. A a work environment that's Look,
3: I'd be looking for another job. I don't think I would want to work that way, but... Um, I, I, I don't
5: I don't know. It sounds
3: like she's actually had a discussion with her co-worker. Right. Yeah, um,
5: that's got to be uncomfortable. That had to be an uncomfortable discussion. Right. And, you know, it's it's on, on the one hand, everybody's entitled to a safe work environment that's not so uncomfortable that you can't stand it. On the other hand, the ADA does protect certain medical conditions. There's like half a dozen different medical conditions that can cause certain types of body odors or drugs that they're really to, yeah or drugs that you have to take yeah but can't you do something about it i, I don't, i'm not sure have, you know what what if you have a rule that says you have to have a, a fragrance free workplace because some places do that and these hr departments are all over this stuff they They know about this stuff, and they know how to kind of protect themselves.
3: I've never heard of a fragrance-free. I I don't doubt you. I just have never heard of a fragrance-free workplace.
5: Okay. Well, so I guess what I I get from this is if it were you, you just wouldn't raise a stink about it? (laughs) God,
3: how long were you waiting to say that?
5: Yeah,
3: just for a minute. So I guess the ultimate question is can you sue? This is America. You can sue anybody for anything, but no, I wouldn't. I would just just find another place to sit. Find
5: another place. Or find another job. Uh, But maybe not at the pickled egg factory, maybe someplace (laughs) else, right?